Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, March 27th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Hello everybody, it is a nondescript Tuesday morning with a little bit of rain and darkness, and you know what, so what? On this ride today, I'm not looking at my immediate surroundings. I've got my eyes set on the prize. What is the prize? Well, the immediate prize for me is a successful day, a successful work day. Take it day by day, right? That's what I'm looking for, successful work day. I'm also believing that my wife will be healed of a, of a health situation she's going through right now. In Jesus' name, I cover her with the blood of Christ right now. What else is going on? Well, I pray for uh, favor in the lives of my children. I don't think I've talked to you recently, so I'll let you in on a little secret. They went to a job fair recently, and my daughter got a call back uh, for a job opportunity, which looks like it's going to work out pretty good, and she's on the fast track, it looks like, toward getting that. Seth has a phone interview today will be his first it was really nice last night because as I was driving home with Seth after uh, he got done with class I was asking him if he was prepared for the interview and if he had read some of the things I had sent him recently and sounded like he was ready and I'm loving how he's maturing day by day because I really wanted to do kind of a role play with him acting as the interviewer and then he could show me what he's got and there's been some times that if I were to push that and and do that he would not want to do it he would want to stay in his own individualness and and not do that but last night he kind of opened up a little bit and I really liked it and and I think he could see that dad was just trying to help and he was showing me that he had what it takes and and I'm thrilled to report that except for just slight minor tweaks that I offered thoughts he he would rock an interview uh, so I'm fully expecting some some good things there so that is awesome what else what's a what's a short-term prize well, I guess a short-term prize for me today would be having a better relationship with God. Everything's a bite-sized thing, right? Believing our relationship with God is that way too. Don't let that thing coast. You you need to you need to engage. Just like I expected my son to engage with me through this little interview role-play thing. God's there, and He wants that with you. He wants this back and forth. As a father, I know how it feels if if my son doesn't want to do that. It feels like I hurt inside because I want that. I want that connection, and God wants that with you. I don't want to put you in a guilt trip or anything, but the relationship is so much better when it's flowing. Do you know what I mean? 
and it can develop and it can have new avenues and and you develop trust like never before and you can experience the joy of the Lord even more but you need to get out of your individuality and learn to trust and learn to be open I've been reading some books lately on the teenage brain it's fascinating stuff really I'm trying to understand you know why teenagers act the way they do this book written by a neurosurgeon or neuro I don't know if she's a surgeon but she's a neuro person a brain doctor has a lot of insight into the into the changes that are going on in the human brain and how that affects the emotional state of a of a teenager and it helps me to have more grace it also worries the bejubers out of me that depending on the person, because everybody's different, but there might be lapses in judgment based on brain development at right at, at just the time that you really don't want to have lapses in judgment with the hormones going and all of that. Teens, please hear me. Please hear me. God created you special. He created you unique. He created you for a purpose. And he created you, believe this or not, for himself. He wants you for himself. Now what that means is he gets high priority, highest priority. He wants you to be with your future spouse. But during this period of time as a teenager... It's dangerous, dangerous territory to be getting too involved physically with the opposite sex. Stay in the Word and study those scriptures on purity. It makes that part of your life so much better later. I can only hope that you'll trust me in that. But anyway, I'm reading these books and about teenage brain. I read something else about the Einstein mind. And what they found is, you know, a lot of these people that are geniuses, like Einstein and some of the others, they studied their brains, and they weren't bigger. It's not like there's a size difference or anything like that. But the connections between the neurons were far greater. And that's typically a result, I know I'm dumbing this down quite a bit, but that's typically a result of more interactivity more exposing yourself to new stimulus stimuli and not merely just watching stimulus but being engaged in it for example I think they did a study where these monkeys were given an area where they could play with all sorts of toys and, and swings and ladders and all those kind of things and then there was a group of monkeys who were just caged and they studied the brains and found that the caged monkeys, because they didn't engage in any of this play, their, their connections between the neurons were so much reduced. So this was simply a correlation between stimulus and those connections. 
Then they took a group of monkeys and allowed them to be in a cage but watch the other monkeys play. And they found that they had no... You know, you might think that maybe there would be some additional things that they learned by watching, but it wasn't significant. No, you have to engage in your surroundings. You need to be allowed to fail, like I've told you before. You need to do things and you need to be allowed to fail. I bring all this up. Why? Well, I was listening to one of my earlier podcasts this morning just to remember how things were a couple years ago. And I realized that my style of speech and delivery as I spoke to you was a little bit different. I could have thought that I was really good at what I did and, and how, cool, how, I, how cool I deliver a line and all this. But look, listening to it now, I realized that there are a few things I was doing that I've learned to grow out of. But at that point, I didn't know that I needed to grow out of that thing. One, uh, one thing was I was using the word and a lot as a connector. It stood out pretty strong to me. So as I've told my son and daughter, you know what? You guys are going to continue to mature. You're going to continue to grow and learn new things. And, and my son will, at times would tell you, no, I don't believe so. I think, it, I think he believes that he, he knows all right now. And he says, no, trust me, you're going to do that. I mean, look at Dad. I learned how to deliver conversation better in the last two years. And I'm quite a bit older than you, I'm pretty sure. We're always learning. So one of these books I was reading, the Einstein Mind one, it recommended a, a procedure or a training, if you will, of how to increase the connections in your brain. And the thought was that it would make you wiser. It would give you some of the tools that some of the greatest minds of the world had. And it was actually quite simple. In fact, in some ways, it's kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm free thinking. I'm speaking out into the air so I can hear myself speak. It may sound a little weird, but it's kind of a cool concept. So your brain has all these different areas in it that have to do with motor function, with obviously every part of the human experience, right? So you've got the emotional centers, you've got sight and vision, touch, taste, all the senses, all the emotion things, all the motor functions, all the involuntary motor functions, your heart beating, all this stuff. All of it's in there. And this book talks about how you can increase your connections, and the thought is that that would help make you wiser. You can increase your connections by going through this process of, of I believe they call it free thinking, or image, uh, image mapping. I forget what it was. It sounds new agey, but trust me, it's not really that. You simply kind of like dreaming when you're awake or when you're conscious but you're describing what you're seeing so you kind of create a dream I haven't released it yet but I have a podcast where I kind of did that I didn't even know I was I hadn't read the book at that point but I was I was describing a scene and and you'll soon hear that podcast 
but you you uh, you know you get in a comfortable place and you close your eyes and you start picturing a scene. You just kind of come up with a scene, and then you start describing it. But the way you describe it is really important. You have to use a lot of sensory descriptors. You know, you talk about what you're seeing, and typically seeing is the is the big one. It just we just go to it naturally. But using smells and textures and sounds and all of those things to describe the scene. And what that does, it causes, and you have to speak it out too. You speak into a recorder or to a friend, but you have to be able to hear yourself. And that's part of the feedback mechanism. What that does is it causes these connections to start forming in your brain more than before. And they connect not just with cognitive parts of the brain, but with all of the emotional parts, all of the sensory parts. So it really, if you can picture your brain with all these points of interest and then all these lightning flashes between all these points of interest that are all over your brain, each one of those flashes kind of represents a pathway that you're starting to develop. It might sound a little weird, but thought it was a kind of cool concept and it just reminded me that we're always learning I mean that's really what this boils down to for me I can get into kind of a rut into a bad spot in my life into a cul-de-sac of life where I think I'm not going anywhere or I think I'm not learning anything new or I think I'm not able to provide anything to the world we all go through this at times. But remember what I was reminding the teens. God created you for a purpose and he created you to be his own. If that's that priority relationship in your life, we should foster it. We should develop it. We should engage in this conversation and, and widen our minds with his wisdom. I like reading books, new ideas, because... Not necessarily that the idea is the thing, but I get to talk to the Lord about it. Now, I don't sit down and say, okay, Mr. Lord, this is what I've been reading. Um, Can you tell me what your thoughts are on this? Because I'm really finding this enjoyable, but I'd really like to know if this lines up with the Word of God and and if I should probably avoid this book. You know, I I don't do that. My conversation with the Lord is an ongoing, fluid kind of dynamic. As I'm reading, my spirit inside of me, which is fueled by the Holy Spirit, is giving me insight as to what I'm reading, as to what I'm watching, as to what I'm hearing, as to what I'm seeing, all the time. It's kind of like the more I spend time with God, the more those connections in my spirit mind, in my spirit, are built up. And I'm able to make decisions wisely. Choose wisely. If you're a teenager and you're at prom and there's a party afterwards and there's a lot of drinking, which shouldn't be happening, but it happens, and there's a lot of driving afterwards, choose wisely. Teens, I want you to think about this. We are kind of getting close to prom season, please consider this. I want you to sit down and think about 
your future a minute. I want you to sit down and think about the perfect spouse that you could envision for yourself. I want you to envision the, the perfect wedding. I want you to envision a life that starts with your spouse in a new home, in a, in a, a new situation. You're, you're building your life. And you've got this baby, maybe a couple toddlers now. And you're, you're, you're building a family. Can you see it, teen? Can you see this? You're building a family and you're making some decisions along the way. And sometimes maybe they're not the best, but hey, you you learn and you grow. And, you know, at some point you kind of, you get the knack of this, you know, you've got a family, you've got it going on. And these kids are getting older and you're becoming wiser and you're becoming established in your careers and your family. and, And now your kids are teens and they're starting to go out and become individuals and making friends of their own. Your little babies have now become these little individuals and they're now making bigger decisions and things and now they're going to prom. What do you say to that child of yours? Think about what you say to that child of yours. The one that you raised, the one that you love so dearly that you would give your life quickly and easily for that child. What do you say to that teen? And take that to heart now. I pray for you that wisdom would abound in your judgment, in your actions, so much so that other people will look up to you and say, my gosh, I remember when that person would have been a little bit more careless, and look at them, they're growing up. Maybe I can be like them. Well, I'm doing what the, what the Einstein book said to do, is just freewheeling, man. I'm just freewheeling today. Hope this is of some help. I get to freewheel and build up my brain connections, and hopefully God is using it to speak to all of us about how we can become more mature. You know, now that I think about that word mature, I used to think that that was kind of a word that meant you've gone from fun to not fun. But that is so much the opposite. It's more like going from careless to careful. Do you know how fun life can be when you're able to do whatever, but with wisdom and carefulness? It's kind of like you get to live another day. When you're careless, you know, you, you cast restraint aside and go for the gusto, but you might not make it. You might be in situations that you really, really, really wish you hadn't gone into. Now, I think maturity is a safety net. I picture, I picture a story that I heard about builders of bridges. If I've got this right, a lot of American Indians were hired to build bridges and even work in uh, high-rise steel uh, buildings as they were being put together. I think, I don't know, maybe the Indians had some knack for heights or what, I don't know. But for whatever purpose, I know the story of a certain bridge, a very high bridge, and they would have a net underneath the bridge to protect a worker that might fall off the structure. 
That's a safety net. And it saves your life. And that's that maturity I'm talking about. Well, these Indians, apparently they're just fearless kind of thing. And at break, they would dive into the net just for the fun of it. So maturity doesn't take the fun away. It just takes a lot of the risk away. I hope what I'm teaching my kids is sinking in when it comes to that. I, I, I use the word maturity a lot as I tell them, hey, you know, when you do these interviews, for example, um, you want to be able to convey yourself in a mature, dependable way so that that potential employer will see you as a reliable, less risky investment of their time. Really, that's what it boils down to. Are you able to perform the task and do it dependably? And those are, you know, that's where wisdom and maturity come in. Am I trying to grow my kids up too fast? I don't think so, because I really want them to do kid things. I I certainly do. But you can do kid things and fun things while you're mature and measured. Besides, you just never know when their paths might cross with someone who God has intended they be with for their life. And I think someone who can have fun but is wise and mature at the same time, that's just a catch, man. I feel like I found that person for me 21 years ago. Now it's true, it might just be my personality that's emphasizing the maturity and the steadiness. But actually, you know, now that I think about it, that's not really my personality type. I'm very much more freewheeling and kind of not that. But maturity and wisdom work in any personality type. So I guess I'd like to try something as we close today. Try a little bit of this, this new concept. And I'm going to kind of blend it with spiritual things and we'll see how it goes, all right? So you kind of, you kind of visualize this with me too, all right? And it's kind of a prayer. It's kind of, you could put it into a prayer context. So Lord, I just see you right now. You're seated on the throne on high. And seated tells me that you've accomplished things, that you don't have to stand anymore. You've already accomplished things. You've created the solution for us. We just need to rest in you. I see heaven in front of me. And I see angels all around. It's not like they're flying, but they're, they're just there. And they're moving. There's movement there. And I can see like the shimmering of wings and the shimmeriness of an aura around them. And then every once in a while, they all bow before you and they, they say that you are holy, holy, holy. And I wonder to myself, why are they doing that? And why would they feel it important to do that over and over? And all I can think of, Lord, is that there's only one way to describe you, and that's as holy and good. And I can hear the voices that are just so beautiful that's beyond description. They don't ring in my ears. They're almost like velvet to my ears. They, they have a smooth flowingness to what's being said. In fact, they say, holy, 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 but there's actually more being said that I can't even understand in my own human senses. There's more being said. And as I watch the scene unfold, I look around me and I see beauty 
it isn't anything that looks like anything on earth it's just a beautiful scene and I can't describe it with my eyes I almost have to close my eyes within this vision to get a sense of the beauty I see about me because it's more than just sight it's it's in my heart it's a joy that is flowing through me and it's not a trickle either it's a waterfall that just is spraying holy spray all over me and through me and all of a sudden I see you stand up and I realize something's about to happen something important is going to be spoken perhaps and I listen I'm intent on hearing what you're about to say and all I can hear in the very distant is a trumpet blast actually multiple trumpets but they're not from one spot they're from all around it's it's like it's coming from everywhere and it's centered in onto me and I can feel the vibration on my chest and I can feel it within me and then I realize that you didn't stand to speak whatever you spoke whatever you would have commanded that which you were commanding had got the signal and had done it and it was that trumpet you had commanded that there be that trumpet blast so then I realized that you are God and you have commanded that trumpet to sound and then maybe what I'm witnessing here is a future event when Christ is coming to earth and I see off in the distance a white horse and a rider leaving this place and I can only imagine that it's descending upon earth and you have just commanded a new change a new era in the lives of believers because now Christ is returning and it's almost like there's a fresh perfume in heaven I can smell the the vanilla and the it's like a vanilla and a fruit combination it's what you would expect in a in a flowering fruit orchard a very sweet smell and I'm standing here wondering why am I even in this scene why have you picked me to witness all this why me and it's not like God is speaking to me in audible terms but he's speaking to my heart and he's reminding me that he wants to commune with me he wants to commune with you he wants to share what's going on with him with his creation and all of a sudden I get this sense that I haven't had in a long time of what Christ went through when he gave his life up for me and what took place to allow me to have this communication this conversation with God Almighty and at that point I fall to my knees and I realize that it was a very steep price and I look into my hands that are collecting tears and I wonder to myself why do I seem to struggle all the time why is it that I can't get my feet steady and at this point God comes up to me and he puts his hand on my shoulder and now he speaks audibly and it's like millions of voices at once and he tells me to stand up and he says that he I've given you feet to stand I've given you a path to walk upon I've given you a renewed mind and I've given you my son and at that point I I can't think of anything else I need the vision grows dark and now I'm looking at a a rainy 
car window and a phone in my hand and I'm speaking to you. And God didn't quit talking to me when the vision stopped. He's simply saying, move forward. Don't stay in that same spot, but move forward. So what does moving forward look like for you today? For me, it's trusting in the Lord just that little bit more. Knowing that he's got my back when I'm doing something that's maybe a little bit more difficult. For you, it might be taking that first step and accepting that what Christ did for you, he did out of love. It wasn't something that was just a pretty story, but it was a real thing for a real person. And when Christ came to earth, he did so knowing that a price would be paid, but it would allow you to have this conversation with God today. Maybe that's your step. Well, Lord, thank you for helping us today. Maybe picture things in a different way. Uh, I know this is a unique podcast today, so I pray that it does what it needs to do. I know that that happens all the time, so use this podcast in the way that you see fit, Lord. And help us to remember that you are always by our side, wanting to put wisdom into a situation. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, you stay in the word. You live in peace, praying for those who persecute you. And the God of all creation is knocking on your door today. Will you open the door and start communing with him today? I would tell you, it's one of those things that might make you just a little bit more mature. And I will see you on the flip.